Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 8 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. Studying in Luke Chapter 2 and uh, Matthew Chapter 2, looking at, of course, the story of the birth of the Saviour. Uh, for this week's uh, study, I'm going to take this chronologically, as in uh, in the order of events that are traditionally agreed that they happen uh, in the story, um, simply because uh, it's just going to be much easier uh, to follow the kind of narrative uh, if we follow it in the order in which uh, they happened uh, by time in the story, focusing on the principles that we learn uh, at each point as we go along. So we know that um, Joseph and Mary were going to travel to Bethlehem. The reason for this, in verse 1 it says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. So the Greek also um, translates this to enrolled or registered. Uh, So There was some sort of um, external pressure for Joseph and Mary uh, to go to Bethlehem. Uh, We traditionally presume that this is to be taxed or to be kind of registered or something like that. Uh, And um, in verse 3 it says, everyone into his own city. And in verse 4 Uh, It talks about Mary and Joseph uh, going to Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. So this is um, kind of the context to why they're they're moving. Notice how um, the Lord is providing a way for prophecies to be fulfilled right at this moment. Mary and Joseph would not have gone to Bethlehem if it was not uh, for these external pressures. But of course, the the, the Saviour being born in Bethlehem and all the things that are going to take place had been indeed prophesied. Uh, So this just shows how no matter what, you know, um, we think, the Lord has a plan. Uh, And we may not understand the plan, we may not know why certain things have to happen, but there is a a reason why things happen. Uh, and this is, um, you know, this, an example of this uh, being the case. Uh, so we kind of get to the verse seven. It's kind of it kind of jumps ahead in the narrative to the point where uh, it says that Mary was espoused to Joseph, uh, and that he she was great with child. Um, but in verse seven, or well, six and seven. It says that the days were accomplished that she should be delivered and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So let's just talk a bit about um, what's just happened here because we've kind of sped ahead. They're now in Bethlehem. Uh, we don't know how long they were in Bethlehem for before she uh, gave birth to the Saviour. Um, and we also don't know what their situation was at that moment. Had they been there long enough to start to find a dwelling of their own or uh, was it literally they got there and she needs to give birth and so they try to find somewhere to stay? Um, you know, we have many ideas and there's other, and there's biblical scholars that discuss this, but all that's important here is we know 
that the Saviour was born. He was laid in a manger, for there was no room in in the ends for him to be born. Um, There's a great talk by President Russell M. Nelson where he talks about this, uh, the inns in Bethlehem. Uh, and the Greek word that describes them is kataluma, which uh, is a guest chamber or a lodging place, a breaking down of a journey, uh, it suggests. Um, it's not like the, the hotels and the, the guest houses that we have uh, today. Um, it had to have places for the people and their animals. Um, and this um, kind of gives us an idea, if we look at those types of places uh, that are left today, um, the quarters allowed guests to be elevated slightly above their animals with open doorways so the owners could watch over their animals. Uh, so it's likely that these inns were these catalumas. Um, and this suggests why um, they were given a place to for Mary to be to give birth, uh, with the with the well in the in the in the in a place where there would be a manger. Um, President Russell M. Nelson uh, said this quote: "At a caravansary, animals were secured for the night in the centre courtyard. In that courtyard, there would have been donkeys and dogs, sheep, and possibly camels and oxen, along with all of the animals' discharges and odors." Because the guest chambers surrounding the courtyard were filled, Joseph possibly made the decision to care for Mary's delivery in the centre courtyard of a caravansary among the animals. There, in that lowly circumstance, the Lamb of God was born. Close quote. Um, we have, of course, this idea that there was no room for the Saviour at the inns, but do we make sure that there is room for the Saviour in our lives, or do we cast him out to the caravansaries of our lives in the kind of outer parts of our lives where uh, there isn't much um, interaction uh, or there isn't much uh, importance placed on those places. Sterling W. Sill said this, quote, It should stimulate us to remember that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, there was no room found for him in the inn. But there is strange foreboding in this thought. No room was the master's experience throughout his life. There was no room for his doctrines, no room for the spirit of his mission. We must not allow history to repeat itself because we make no room in our country or our lives for the saviour of the world. Nor have we discharged our obligation to God and our own souls by thoughtlessly saying, we believe in God and then let it go at that, without understanding either God or the specific nature of our responsibility to him. Close quote. So uh, this is an important message to us that we must make room for us within us and within our lives, within our homes, within our families, for the Saviour. And rather than it being kind of uh, the some of the last place that we have left in our lives, it should be front and centre, the place that we have for the Saviour in our lives, so that we can truly worship um, and give thanks uh, for him in our lives. So, of course, um, the Saviour is born this night, uh, and what we have now is a number of events that take place um following this um we'll start to consider uh, in verse 8 the shepherds uh, but we'll have to continue their story tomorrow uh, it says and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night now there's a number of things here about the shepherds 
And actually, to do it justice, I'm going to, to go into more detail on it tomorrow. But let's just remind ourselves that the shepherds uh, were, were one of a couple of groups that were chosen to go see the, the child at his young age. Um, and actually, when we go through all these groups, the shepherds, um, the wise men, uh, Simeon, Anna, um, when we go through all these groups of people, let's consider what we learn about them, uh, why they were chosen to be um, people who witnessed the, the birth of Christ um, or, the, or the Christ child at his young age, uh, and what we can learn from them uh, in that situation. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your time with today. Please uh, join us tomorrow as we continue with the story of Christmas, uh, a few weeks after we've uh, celebrated it. But with so many important lessons to take from it. Um, thank you for listening. Please share the podcast with someone that you know. And please um, share your thoughts on what you studied on, your, on the Facebook group. Um, thank you very much. And until we meet again.